0: Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Oh boy. Hello, I'm looking at a, a video, of course, on my phone. I don't know where this is from, but it's a guy standing on a street corner, I don't know where, with his arms out and a sign by his that says hi I'm Muslim and people call me a terrorist do you trust me if yes hug me Um, and I didn't mention he his he's blindfolded so he can't see anybody approaching him and I mean it's a constantly running it's just one person after another coming to him and hugging him it's just a why do I think this is London I don't know. I don't know where it's from. Anyway, I was looking at that and thinking that people can be wonderful because there's so much evidence to the (laughs) contrary out there these days. Uh, How you doing? Welcome to a new week. It is, um, what is it? It's the end of April practically, April 20th, April 20th. Well, it started with an A. I mean, that's that's where I went wrong. It's, uh, we don't want to go back. We don't want to go back. We want to keep plowing forward. We don't want it to be April and that far away from the midterms. No, thank you. Uh, been, we did April. Whew. We did May, June, July, and we're uh, two-thirds of the way through August. It's August 20th, I think. <laughs> right. Oh, Uh, where to start? I, uh, as you know, do not receive the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette anymore. I unsubscribed. Uh, But I saw on Twitter this weekend a a long tirade from someone who used to be a weekly guest on this program by virtue of his position as editor of Pittsburgh City Paper. I'm talking about Chris Potter, who after leaving City Paper went to the Post-Gazette and and then escaped (laughs) from the Post-Gazette to uh, go to 90.5 WESA-FM. Um, and he's the one who first informed me of this television ad in the rant that he posted. And the television ad I'm talking to uh, about is one I still have not seen, but it is apparently an ad by the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette Making fun of ridiculing um, disparaging, offending i y- you name it their own subscribers. <laughs> it is the most beyond belief what how he described it. They're trying, of course, to sell the uh, digital version. Since they have now uh, told their subscribers that their seven-day-a-week paper would be only five days a week, uh, the Post-Gazette will stop uh, publishing a Saturday edition this coming Saturday, and uh, and then Saturdays and Tuesdays there will be no newspaper. What I learned from his tweet is that he, who is a a seven-day-a-week PG subscriber, had to learn from the Tribune Review, which is all digital, uh, and the competition for the Post-Gazette, he learned from the Tribune Review that he, as a Post-Gazette subscriber, was not going to be getting a Saturday. Okay, um, we're hoping that we're back up. If somebody can uh, let me know if, in fact, we are. Uh and I appreciate those of you who have attempted to communicate with us by email and told us that we were down. Um, so, uh, is, are, are, are we coming through now? Did you see him? No. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, he's not looking good. Nobody's saying anything. Hello, I am not going to start blabbering um uh, with any substance until um, so I hear an email from somebody uh and I'm not getting one uh, blah, 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 blah. well, this is too bad, damn shall I tell you all the things my my new dog destroyed in my house in the last three days Jeez, he is a dear, a sweet soul but he's got a has to rip everything apart problem aye, aye, aye. so i don't know um I also went to a dog park for with them for the first time. That's always an interesting experience, uh, every bit as much for the uh, humans <laughs> as the dogs. And uh, the funny thing about it, and why I like a dog park, is that it you interact with people you otherwise would never ever interact with, and that's that's always good because we tend to stick in our own little bubbles. Um, And my sense is also there are not a lot of really good dog parks around here, I mean, that are truly fenced in, that have the kind of accoutrements you would expect in a well-run park. I can hear you on the phone. Oh, I'm back up. Michael, really? Are we back? Um, Why do we all of a sudden just come back? We don't know our engineer. We have a new guy, and he he's not here. So um, you know, Amy and I are. Well, I won't include Amy in my level of cluelessness. Um, so we rebooted essentially, right? And we think we're. Working on YouTube. Huh? The YouTube, one is definitely working. YouTube is up. I don't know if our. Uh, Thank you. We'll we'll see. So I should keep going. People might have just dropped off, you know. Why sit and look at a frozen screen? Uh, okay, I, I guess we got to go ahead, even if there's only three people there. I don't... <laughs> anyway, I was ranting. Oh, and this just came in from David. Hi, Lynn. Have the powers that be finally gotten to you? You're off the air. And that just came in at 1022. Just as soon as you started to talk about the Post-Gazette. He's already a conspiracy theorist here. Um, no, that 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 is not why. Although I saw this disquieting tweet right before I think I started the show. I'll see if it's right here. If it's not right here, I'm not going to go look. No, of course it's not. Um but it was about the fact that major media in the United States is now in the hands. Ninety percent of major media is in the hands of just six corporations. Yeah, that might be, and the the you know consolidation uh, continues. And I have to tell you. All that that means is we're screwed. <laughs> I mean, really, you can say, oh, but the media is liberal. Corporations are not liberal, and and the corporations that own um, our media. Disney, who else owns them now? Uh, Disney, Fox. Um, these are not Sinclair... <laughs> These are not liberal outfits by a long shot. And so once you get consolidation of the media in that few hands, you have the ability to propagandize and to um, sell storylines that uh, that probably otherwise would not, and they'll, and they'll be beneficial to corporations, obviously. So we're living in a country now in which corporate power has overtaken our government pretty much totally. And uh, not totally, because there are still those uh, who are in our government who, who take it seriously and I think do try to do the right thing. But, wow, the kleptocrats the people who see our government, our country, our institutions just as fertile grounds for them to enrich themselves and to continue enriching themselves. So you pack the Congress with the uh, Republicans and all they can do is make the rich richer, make the poor poorer. Um, it's And if if these same people not only own the government, but they own the media, <laughs> it's... Uh, not good it's just not good so anyway I don't know what you missed in my rant on the Post Gazette but I'm just saying that um, they're being run uh, into the ground um, <coughs> they're going digital uh, boy everybody's giving me advice and right. mostly I think we're back on yeah um, okay. This, that, that, th- this little thing this morning was like the, like the old days. Um, Amy doesn't know this, but this kind of thing used to happen twice a week. I mean, it was just constant. And that's when we had the nice studio digs up uh, downstairs. I don't know where I am. Downstairs. Um, that was held together by chewing gum and, and string. Uh, So we have been pretty, I think, consistent (laughs) since we've been in this little room here at the newspaper, Uh, and that's good. Hey, I saw another tweet that said that the newspaper, City Paper, is now doing revenue sharing with its employees. Not you. Not me. See, we're not quite employees. But the the few people who are, I mean, I guess they all got checks or something for this quarter of, uh, you know, I don't know, I'll have to ask somebody what they amounted to. But, I mean, still, that's always nice to hear um, when the owners even make a cosmetic effort to uh, share the wealth. Did you know that you can't say Mormon anymore? I mean, are you aware of that? I'm talking to you politically correct types. The people like, I'm not as bad as some of you, I'll tell you that. But people who, if somebody says, this is how I want to be referred to, you know, you see now on emails you get and uh, at the bottom a person's name and then preferred pronouns. You see that, don't you? I mean, maybe, I don't know, they do that in the corporate world. They certainly do it in the uh, nonprofit world a lot. Um, which, you know, I got no opinion either way. I mean, I'm just used to the way things were, but that's cool. But now, and this came from God, so you can't screw around with this. At least Russell Nelson said it came from God, and Russell Nelson, folks, is the head of the uh, Mormon Church. Oh, there I did it. He said this, The Lord has revealed something to him, came in a revelation. The Lord has impressed upon my mind the importance of the name he has revealed for his church. And that is not the Mormon church. It is, and this is the way the Lord says you've got to refer to the church, the Utah-based church now. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And there's no, no abbreviating it to LDS. Oh, dear. Now, the New York Times headline says Mormon is out. (laughs) But what the headline should say is, yeah, no, they, they can say that. But try to think of doing a headline where you can't use the word Mormon to delineate this particular church. (laughs) And instead you'd have to say the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You couldn't get anything else in. I bet there's going to be some pushback on this, and here's my guess. I mean, apparently this is like law when this guy has a revelation and, and that's it. So I suppose among Mormons there will be some effort to stop referring to themselves as Mormons. But then how do they refer to themselves? Uh, It says you can't use Mormons and Mormonism are no longer acceptable. Mormon church, unacceptable. The only way you can say Mormon is when you're referring to the Book of Mormon, the sacred text of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And um, that'd be about it. So I just wanted to say that, because that's the first I heard, and good luck to them, because that's that's a mouthful, guys. Uh, So, the Church of Jesus Christ, I'm not going to get it. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Oh, I get it. The saints being like the founders? Like, what's his name? (laughs) Oh, jeez. Um, I mean, I'm, seriously, I mean no disrespect, no more disrespect than I have for any religion. Um, and speaking of that, man, boy, yow. Do you think Whirl or Zubik are going to go down? I don't. Whirl already canceled a, a speech he was to give at some big thingamajig in Europe. I don't know. And two of the priests mentioned by name in that report celebrated Mass right around here uh, Sunday. One of them categorically denying any of it. Um, and, in fact, the piece I read about that was rather compelling. <laughs> I ended up thinking, geez, this guy, I don't know, he sounds like it might, I mean, there was only one charge against him. It was 40 years ago. And frankly, it sounds a little fishy to me. I don't know. So he's still a a priest. This guy's name is uh, Bauer, B-A-U-E-R. And I think he was in, uh, I want to say McDonald, but I think that's maybe not. Quite right. Carmichaels, excuse me, Green County. Uh he he was greeting people before Mass um on Sunday. And he is named as one of the offenders uh in the report, and he's one of only two. There's only one other on that list of ninety nine uh priests uh in the Pittsburgh Diocese who are still parish priests. So there's him and there's another one in Brighton Heights, John Geinzer. Um So I don't I just don't know. I think the church in both cases decided there wasn't enough to remove him, but uh that's they still got mention I don't know. How do you You know, in this era of accusation, that one accusation can take someone down, even if there's no way to prove it, um, it's the guys who clearly, you know, clearly targeted one after the other after the other. I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad it's not my problem. Yeah, Debbie says, yeah, the Post Gazette is running an ad in the paper like the one on TV, making fun of their own readers. Why are they insulting their customers? I mean, who's reading? Who's, yeah, who's reading this print edition? Older people. And down here, they're making fun of them. Who's the, ad, who's the ad agency, and who's the genius who okayed this, I, this, this ad campaign? It's beyond belief. But then there's the bigger issue of expecting people who already paid uh, for seven days uh, to just eat the, the two days that now they aren't going to be getting a paper that they've already paid for. And the Post-Gazette's keeping that money. And they're saying it's because those people will have access to the paper digitally. They'll get it. But that's not what they subscribe to. (laughs) They subscribe to one of these old-fashioned thingamajiggies that you can hold in your hand like this and rip apart and use at the bottom of your bird cage. Not to mention wrapping stinky fish in it. Oh, my, 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 my. I don't know. Was there terrible stuff going on this weekend? Hey, I'm worried that that Manafort jury is not, uh, has not come in yet. They've deliberated two days. I thought this case was like a slam dunk, like anyone sitting there said. I mean, it was just so clear this guy was guilty as hell. So what's the jury in there? They're back at it again today. This is day three. Makes me nervous. Um, Because if Mueller doesn't come in with a conviction on this, that's just going to really be bad. (coughs) I don't know. What do I know? I've decided to stop getting out ahead, although I just did, of, you know, I've decided to try to stop doing what, CNN, MSNBC, Fox, all of them do. Which is speculate. I mean, that's how you fill that maw, maw of you know, twenty-four-seven coverage. You first of all repeat yourself ad nauseum, but you imagine and you posit and you. You speculate about the future you you read goat entrails essentially I mean that's, that's that's really sort of what those panels on all those shows are doing. well, not necessarily some give you historical perspective, which I always appreciate, but it's the you know trying to prophesize or saying darkly that if this doesn't happen, then that's bad and this i you know things are. Complicated enough just to take them as they they come these days, it seems. And I think the one thing we all know, uh, because we've learned it in the last unhappy 18 months, is that um, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Notice, I said before, it gets better with, you know, a sense that it will, but it's going to get worse. I mean, you've got you've got you know who now uh, siding with Richard Nixon. I mean, he know he knows where history is going to put him now, and uh, he's just flailing around. And Giuliani, are they both too demented? Manhattanites? I mean, are they both? They're both over 70, and um, Giuliani seems like he's raving, you know, like he's a madman. And we know Trump has seemed that way for some time. And this is the President of the United States and supposedly his lawyer uh, saying, what did he say on, uh, was it Meet the Press? Not that I watch any of those shows. Did he say, literally, truth is not truth? That was from Giuliani. What was he, quoting George Orwell or something? He was not. I mean, we are full Orwell with these people. Truth is not truth. Okay. whatever uh bu- 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 what we got here hey you want to be in a movie i got a really i mean this is a good this is good uh they're looking for extras not granted an extra they're looking for extras though but still you'd be in a movie with tom hanks they're looking for extras for the uh, Mr. Rogers movie that they're filming here starring Tom Hanks. And um, it's, it's called You Are My Friend. And there's an open casting call. I'm just telling you, they need you. They need anybody. They need human beings. All stripes, all sizes, all colors, all genders. Age, it doesn't matter. These are for people who will be Pittsburgh pedestrians. You don't need acting talent to walk, okay? Pittsburgh pedestrians, ballroom party guests. That'd be more fun because you get to dress up and stuff. Ah, they're looking for people who can play journalists. I'm going to bite my tongue from making any jokes there. They need businessmen and women, wedding guests bar and restaurant patrons and more they want everybody babies children teenagers old people (coughs) black white and in between and the casting call is at the um i think it's at the convention center yeah it should be because everyone and their uncle's gonna want to be in this um this saturday okay This Saturday, when you will not be receiving a Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, you can drown your sorrows by standing in line at the David Lawrence Convention Center downtown, uh, 9 a.m. to 4. Okay? Just saying. And they also do say, um, uh, oh, not all extras will be paid. Some extras will be paid. Selected extras will be paid. I suppose somebody who, like, actually, like, you know, they, hey, they'll, they'll tell one of the hordes to, hey, you, I need you when you walk by Tom Hanks to, like, turn or something. Yeah, and so that person will get paid or whoever, I don't know what. Anyway, so there, there it is, and it says extras should show up in 90s clothing if available. What's 90s clothing? I mean, I'm still wearing stuff I had in the 90s, aren't you? Man, I got... I got underwear from the 90s. What's 90s clothing? I'm serious. I mean, it seems... Okay, I don't know. Anyway, if you have 90s clothing... I mean... Okay, so that'd be fun, or not. What it'd be is standing around uh, endlessly. But you could be in a Tom Hanks movie, which is sort of a fun little fact about you, perhaps. You know, whatever. Uh, You won't be seeing me there, I'll tell you that. My favorite story that I came across this weekend was a story about, I've talked about crows before, because... You know, they're, they get, people don't like them because they don't have a pretty voice. They they don't have a pretty song they sing. They ain't particu- particularly beautiful, you know? But what they are is smart as hell. And there is a huge, like, um, theme park in France, Uh, It's big, I mean, second only to Disney World in France, Disneyland Paris, I believe it's called, right, which seems like such a mistake. I mean, there's something about when I think of Paris and I think of Disneyland, I don't see any confluence and I don't see any way to, like, meld th- those two, that thing in that venue. I don't see it at all, but there it is. So this uh, this thing is, uh, is another park that is very large, about four hours from Paris. And it turns out that the French are just as much pigs as Americans are, and they smoke more. And what they do is, also you know, so they're smoking, and then they, you know, they toss their cigarette butts. And the park tries to keep ahead of all of this crap that people are tossing. And it's not just cigarette butts, it's anything, litter, okay? So they decided to train six crows as a litter squad. And do you know that these birds, I'm looking at a picture, and it's too little for you to see because it's barely, I'm looking at a picture of a crow with a cigarette butt in his, (laughs) looks like he's smoking it. (laughs) But that's not what he's doing. He has just picked up that cigarette butt and he is about to deposit it in the box that he has been trained to deposit it in, and when the crow puts the cigarette butt or whatever trash in the slot, a drawer opens up, and he gets paid. Because crows, as I said, are smart. They ain't doing this for nothing. They are doing it for peanuts, however, but they are not doing it for nothing. So they have been trained, and the expectation is you pick up trash and for every piece of trash we're gonna yeah, pay you with food. Now most of the food is just bird seed because they don't want these guys to get, you know, an unhealthy diet. But every once in a while and the crows know this, it's better than birdseed it's something pretty good. So, it turns out as soon as they this started looking like that, this works. They said, "Well, can we teach the pigeons <laughs> Can we teach the pigeons of Paris or New York or Pittsburgh to do this?" And I got to tell you the answer is no. You can't. Um uh, bird experts say uh that no wild bird would ever uh allow themselves to be trained to pick up human garbage they have too much dignity uh so these crows were captive crows <laughs> poor things and they were particularly you know uh trained um But the people who train them also disparagingly said of pigeons, who I like too, that they're not very smart. And a lot of other people think this whole thing is outrageous and say it is not proper to commandeer birds and wildlife of any kind to do our dirty work. And somebody else said, well, heck, if you can train a crow to pick up trash, why the heck can't you train a human being? So anyway, I just wanted you to say uh, they're training crows in France to pick up after us. Oh, Milton, honest to Pete. He's got French crow video. Is it? The French crow is eating the, I'm picking up. Are they picking up? I don't know. There's an ad showing. I'll let you know. So last night, uh, yeah, that is what it is. If I send that to you, we'll, we'll post it. But I think you're going to have to watch this. Uh, oh, skip ad. Okay. Oh, yeah, there he is. And he's, yeah, he's picked up a cigarette butt, flies away, and sticks it in. The little box. I'm telling you, they're smart. <laughs> it's just a gimmick. Oh my god, they just showed the, bo- the the amount of cigarette butts this these birds have picked up. God, human beings. I'm telling you. I mean, I'm sorry. We're disgusting. We are. Okay, I'll get this to you somehow. I'm so conflicted here. Wait because I want to watch the video. <laughs> okay. I'm forwarding this. Hang on. I'm sorry. I'm feeling a little... I'm blaming everything not on Trump anymore. I'm blaming it on my dog. I, I You know, if I seem a little disjointed and not quite uh, there, it, it's the dog's fault. He's, It's like, you know, you get a dog, and it, your life as you knew it is over. That's all. That's all there is to it. I know I knew that. Um, and I'm not saying I... You know, regret it at all, but geez. Um, (laughs) Did I tell you my dog ate my Xanax? I didn't. Did I? Oh, God. Well, he didn't eat the pills, thank God. He ate the bottle, and I found the pills all over the floor. The bottle was finished. And, and I knew he hadn't eaten Xanax because he was still doing what he always does, which is bouncing off the walls. Oh, so, um, all right. So I was watching some television. I felt like watching some television last night, and I don't know. I was just channel hopping, which is stupid since you can find ways of not having to go from thing to thing and just. But I, I anyway, I was just going through, and I came upon the women's national gymnastics championship and gymnastics women's gymnastics have been in the news a lot (laughs) right because i'm thinking oh my god now we know like almost seems like all these young extraordinarily athletic girls have been abused sexually abused this i mean that what is it with you know these team sports you got the wrestling coaches at o in Ohio you got these in well in Michigan and in other places and so anyway i thought oh my god was simone uh, biles one of them who said that she had been i don't know cuz she she won hands down this is olympic champion too and what is amazing about that she's might be uh, you know like lebron james Uh, Michael Jordan caliber uh, in her sport, like off the charts. And what was amazing is that she had essentially taken last year off. So she cleaned up at the Olympics and then pretty much stopped. And then she decided to come back. And she came back, and she's... Twenty times better than she was, she, I, I, unbelievable. Um, so there's Simone Biles, who clearly is beyond belief. Now she's a five-time national champion, all of 21 years old, and she looks she, she looks older. She 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 looks a little bit different. Coming in at number two, ladies and gentlemen, and Simone Biles is is, uh, African-American, black. Coming in second is this little, unbelievable, amazing Asian-American, Morgan Hurd. She, too, seems beyond belief. And as I was watching, this is what now living in this new country of mine, here's what I was wondering, because I came in just at the end just at the end of this, and I see that a black girl has just left everybody in the dust. I mean, she won so going away that no one could touch her. I I, I mean, it was like six points ahead of everybody else when that's ridiculous. And then this little bespectacled Asian looked to be, I mean, I think Simone Biles was, was... Towering over her, and I bet Simone Biles is no more than five one. So the little Asian Morgan Hurd might be about three foot four. He's that big, and oh my God! So anyway, they're the best in the world, without a doubt. Uh, American women gymnasts own it, just like what the Romanians used to. No, it's not. It's us now. But. The white girls, this is what I was wondering, in Trump's America, so now that I know how many Americans feel, white Americans, feel that somehow they're being supplanted, right? We know this now about America that there's a whole bunch, maybe 40%, maybe more, of American white folks, probably more, probably over 50% of just white folks who feel like they're being pushed aside and that somehow the world that they dominated is being given... to non-whites, blacks, Asians, brown people. So I was wondering if you're one of these people and you were, this was on like ABC or NBC, it was on one of the, and let's say you don't even have cable, all you got is broadcast television, you live in the middle of nowhere, you're a Trump voter and you're watching this and I was, I just was wondering, do they watch this and not take pleasure in it? in the extraordinary athleticism of the black girl and the Asian-American girl. And there was a white girl who was fighting to get into third place. So the whites, as it ended, were relegated. There wasn't going to be any white person on the platform unless this, her name was Wiles, Wiley or something, Uh, were to come through, and she did. Now, none of them are thinking any of this. I normally never would have even noted it. I don't think. No. So I was left, I hate this, that now this loss of innocence, this sense I had of my fellow countrymen and women, has just been blown to smithereens by the ascension of Trump and those who find him palatable and find his message of of anger and uh, and whites being put upon um, as you know, resonating in their very hearts and souls. So watching the American women gymnasts and these see these two non-whites just blowing everybody else away. Do these Americans who are sitting in their homes watching that, Do they start saying stuff? Do they start... uh, Do they not enjoy it? Take pleasure in it like I was able to? Do they just feel aggrieved when they see it? Just another indication that they're losing their country like these are the people that are going to be representing the United States of America? I mean, really... Is it like that for those people? If they see Simone Biles, they can't see an American? If they see this Morgan Hurd, they don't see an American? They just see a racial category? Uh, I'm... I hate that that's what I was left with when I watched that last night, that I was wondering about that. Can you imagine how many millions of Americans might be watching this and saying foul things, racist things? I just, I wonder. And I really, really am angry that it's come to that. Speaking of black women, honest to Pete, you think they had enough, huh? Those black women, honest to Pete. God bless them. So you know that there is a black woman running to be the governor of Georgia. When I first became aware of this woman, I thought, you got to be kidding me. I mean, there ain't no way. First of all, would a black woman want win the governorship of Pennsylvania? Would any woman, woman, win? Would any black win the governorship? Let alone a black woman, huh? What do you think? Okay, let's drop it down to mayor of Pittsburgh. Hmm, black woman mayor of Pittsburgh. Huh. What do you think? Black man? I'm just asking. So here is this black woman in Georgia, and I guess she is potentially going to pull off the upset of the universe. Now, maybe not, but nobody is. Well, anybody who is discounting her, apparently, is is insane. She was the former Democratic leader of the Georgia State House. She is said to be a brilliant uh, politician, knows how to get along with the white folks, who of course are used to running things in in Georgia and manages to navigate that her name is is uh, Abrams and I'm blanking on her first name um and it's weird cuz Abrams is a Jewish name not always anymore because people intermarry but Did you hear what is going on in one county? Just one. One county in, I believe, southeastern Georgia or something, Randolph County. The folks in charge of the voting in that county have announced, this county, by the way, is uh, majority black, they have announced that they will, of the nine polling places available to the people who live in this rural county, they are going to close seven of them. (laughs) They're going to close the majority of polling places in a big rural county that's mostly black when a black woman is running for the governor. No one knows how to suppress people's right to vote better than Republicans. And I guess better than Southern Republicans. Now, understand that all nine Oh, my God, look what time it is. Oh, dear. Okay, I'm just going to finish this. Well, we were out. All nine um, polling places, the nine that are there, were used in May for a primary. Since the primary, the county election board has decided that seven of the places are unacceptable. They are not uh, accessible to disabled people and they will have to be closed down until things can be done. They are not, one is not clean enough or something. And this is obviously bullshit, right? Total. So you help disabled people by closing down seven of the nine voting places in the county, and this is also not a rich county, And some people, there's no mass transit. (laughs) And some people don't have cars. So how do they get to vote? So, of course, with something like this, this just clearly egregious attempt to keep black people from getting to the polls to support this black woman running for governor, uh, the ACLU, of course, is on it. They have filed a formal complaint. And, uh, oh, her name is Stacy. Stacy Abrams, um, you know, has drawn attention to it. And the guy she's running against is the state uh, lieutenant governor who oversees voting. <laughs> and uh, incredibly, he has come out and said that he here's his statement as soon as we learned about this we immediately contacted Randolph County to gather more information although state law does give localities broad authority in setting precinct boundaries and polling locations we strongly urge local officials to abandon this effort so Here's the guy who would be helped by them closing these down, saying, don't do it, which is interesting. Just saying. That makes, so that's who she's running against, a not totally dishonorable man, perhaps. I don't know. But wow. Wow. Republicans. Unbelievable. They know. They 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 wrote the playbook on how to keep people who are probably not going to vote for them from accessing a poll. It makes me nuts. Okay, we get we better stop. I know this has been an odd one, and I don't even know how we post it. How, we, we can't post it. We, yeah, well, we'll figure it out anyway. Okay, sorry. Try to do better tomorrow, um, and I uh, hope to see you then. Okay, bye.